Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Copy Coup Show. Copy Coup Show. Live from New York. Broadcasting worldwide on Blog Talk Radio. Oye, mi gente. This is the Urban Hibaro, and you're tuned in to Radio Copy Coup. The first Latino talk show on the internet. On Blog Talk Radio. This is George Torres. You are listening to the Copy Cool Show here on Block Talk Radio on our new night. We are uh, on Sunday nights now. Um, just wanted to let you folks know really quick that I just activated the chat room, so if you refresh your page, uh, you'll be able to chat and interact with us online. Um, I really want to thank you for coming out tonight. Tonight's a very special night. Um, we have a special one-hour uh, you know, show, uh, and I'm going to share something very personal with you. Um, if some of you have been following my blog, uh, following some of the radio shows that we've done over the last couple of years, you will know that um, – I have been actually uh, challenged uh, recently with uh, finding out I had type 2 diabetes. Um, I'm a big guy, and, uh, you know, it finally caught up to me. Um, and, and I've been, you know, I, I, I've, <laughs> I've done really well, and, I, and I've had some moments where uh, I wasn't doing too well. Um, so tonight I, I invited a friend of mine on, on the show. His name is Joseph Olivo, Joey Olivo. And um, what I invited Joey for was to kind of um, – well, let me let me backtrack. Really what it is at the end of the day is that I'm a very busy person. You guys know me. I do the copy cool shows. I'm blogging. I'm traveling, doing speaking engagements. I'm running around everywhere. I work a full-time job. And uh, like many people, I, I struggle with finding time to really make for myself to uh, exercise and be healthier. Um, so it's not that I don't want to do it, it's not that I'm lazy, but it's just I have I struggle with finding the right time to do so. Um, so in some conversations I've had with Joey over the last couple of years, um, you know, he, he works with a lot of people like that. And what we try to do is, what we're trying to do tonight is we're trying to give you some, some tips on how you could be healthier and live a healthier lifestyle, even if your days are like my days where you're kind of uh, – you know, glued to a desk all day or, or, or something like that. So I want to take this moment to uh, to introduce Joe Olivo. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now, now, Joe, I'm gonna I'm gonna go really quick through your kind of like your bio. Um, you're one of the top strength and conditioning coaches in Franklin Square, Nassau County. Um, you you've thoroughly earned the reputation of being a highly innovative and experienced strength coach. For close to a decade, you've been in the fitness and sports performance industry, and you they've written tons of things about you. Um, you. You know, I met you a couple of years ago through some networking, and, we, you know, we talked, uh, we did some consulting together. You consulted me, I consulted you, and, and we're both in, in a better place today because of it. Um, so I just want to welcome you to, to the Copy Coup Show. Thanks so much. Happy to be here. So, so yeah, so I, I was just kind of briefing the audience a little bit about what's going on in my life. <laughs> um, you know, uh, since the time that you saw me, um, a couple of things have happened. Uh, I got very ill at one point. Um, I was in the hospital. I was hospitalized for a couple of weeks. Uh, I recovered from that, thank God. And since then, I've been going up and down in weight. Uh, I went from about, I want to say about three and a quarter down to 248, then back up to about 280, and I'm kind of like sitting around 280 right now. Okay. So... With that said, you know, I, I wanted to kind of like have a follow-up to our consultation, but I wanted to do it live on the air so that some of the people that may be struggling with some of the things that I'm struggling with can benefit from it. Um, so really personal for me, um, and I hope that some of you people get some value out of this. And I know Joe is very generous with his time. I really appreciate you jumping on on this call uh, on a Sunday night. Um, but, yeah, so I, I just I guess take it from there. I mean, ask, ask away. <laughs> You know, usually people, when they're super busy, they get, they they don't put time for themselves. It's one of the biggest problems. They need 
start being able to think about the fact that they need to take care of their own bodies too. It's kind of like most people want to, you know, most people want to look like a Ferrari and be treated like a Ferrari, but they treat themselves like a minivan instead. Taxi cab. <laughs> you know, like they they run themselves into the ground until all the wheels fall off, but and they want to look like you know a brand new sports car. So to do that, you got to eat the right thing. You got to, you know, you got to take a car out like that for a drive. You got to leave. You know, you got to ride it around. It never does anything when it's sitting in the garage. That's one. Of the, that's a great analogy that works for most people. What then puts it in perspective as to where they have to be in their lives. So before we get into the, into the actual consult, um, tell us a little bit about the type of people you work with. So people can get a. I want people. I, don't, I want people to understand that you're not working with like bodybuilders and. Yeah, I, I want them to know that you're working with regular people. So to give them a, a, a cross-section of what the kind of people that you work with. Yeah, I work with I, – I just work with pretty much regular, everyday people. I mean, not – I have some athletes of different levels, but um, a lot of my clientele ranges between the ages of anywhere from 20 years old up to up to 60 years old, just men and women that have full-time jobs, and uh, they need time to work out. They don't want to waste time coming into the gym thinking – having to think – of their workout, they need to get in and get out. You know, a lot of times people nowadays are really limited for time, and they want to get the results and get the most bang for their buck. So All right, cool. So, and and I, I remember when talking to you previously, uh, what you specialize in is kind of that boot camp type of uh, the boot camp uh, circuit, right? Yeah, I do. I run some circuit classes, but uh, my main focus is focusing on strength building. Because most people, when they come to the gym, they, they kind of just, you know, they'll, they'll hit a few sets on one machine, they'll go up to like 15, 20 repetitions on another, but they've forgotten some of the classic exercises that uh, that build real strength. When you build a strong body, the, the weight starts to just come off as, long, as soon as you start making strength your focus. Okay, okay. All right, so so you, you already know what I look like. Uh, I'm about 5'7". I told you I'm in, I'm in the 285 category. A lot of weight in the midsection. Um, prior to getting sick, very active. You know, would, would be very active and, and just again working 20-hour days and, and whatnot. But never really feeling sick or weak or, or not being able to walk up and down stairs and things of that nature. But after being hospitalized, that changed. So now I'm in a situation where I, some of the weight has come off. I've been eating a lot better. My blood sugar levels are are. Are, I'm doing record numbers. I'm, I'm doing really awesome. I went down from like 12, 13s and A1C down to like 6.9. Sounds good. So, so we made some really significant changes. But the one thing that I hit a plateau, I cannot go under 280 pounds for the life of me. I think I went under one pound like three weeks ago, and I haven't been able to get back back down there. So I've been playing with these like three or four pounds just back and forth from 279 to 283, and I can't get out of that zone. Is it the exercise? Is it the exercise that, that I'm missing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's both. I mean, it's it's a whole encompassing situation where you it's it's the exercise, it's the diet, and you have to dial it in even more. Like you like you know you said you said to yourself that you know you just said it now that you've been eating better and you lost some of the weight, but now that means that we have to do even better to get the rest of the weight off. You know, so one thing one thing with the diet is that once your body starts to get the food that it really needs. And you start feeding it the the right nutrients, and it starts taking them in, and it starts taking in those minerals, and it starts taking in those vitamins. Your body will naturally, on its own, start dropping the fat off because it has no reason to hold on to it. It holds on to fat for protection because of a lack of nutrients in the system. Once you start eating better, then you really start to will start to see a lot more changes quite rapidly. The exercise is another. Part as well, and I know you're really busy, you know, George. I know you have a don't have a lot of time on your hands, and you have to try to squeeze it in when you get to the gym, and try to squeeze, you know, and, and you make it a last moment, you know. Not, I don't know, not necessarily last minute thing, but you want to make sure that you start making that exercise a priority. You know, you want to put more into your body so you get more out of it. So, so, so what, what 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 kind of exercises do you think I should be doing? Like like, I'm, the, the, given the fact that my life has been pretty sedentary for for a while, 
Yeah. What do you think I should start with? What What is a good progression for me personally to start getting more active and, and to start building strength in my core? Okay, yeah, one of the best w- ways, well, first of all, we have to look at your timing, right? Because every time I work with my clients and I know that they have, that they're, they don't have a lot of time, let's say they only have a half an hour, now how do I fit everything in, into that half an hour? So with you, it would be something along the lines of, Starting off with some body weight squats. I think yeah, you had some a knee thing too, right? Um, actually, the knee thing is okay now. <laughs> that was just a bang up. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, definitely just keep it as a body weight exercise. So I would take a clock, thirty seconds. Just give me as many squats as you can. You don't have to bust it all out, but if you get maybe ten to fifteen in thirty seconds, that's good. Then you take a thirty second break. Then you do maybe thirty seconds worth of push ups. Take another thirty second break. Um, another 30 seconds worth of uh, a leg drop where you raise your legs up and down while you lie flat on your back. That's a short, simple circuit that you could run five times around, and you'll, you know, you will break a sweat with that. Okay. Okay. So now what happens in, this, in the case, like, you know, again, I mean, I'm being honest and vulnerable here uh, as I say this, what happens when, when push-ups uh, are not really uh, feasible? Yeah, push-ups, if push-ups are an issue, then you can still use a chest machine. Some of those seated machines are fine to start with, but if you feel like you're not getting anything out of the machine, then you could lie flat on a bench and use a, a, like a dumbbell flat bench or an incline, hit the two dumbbells and start pressing them up from flat on your back. And that's another option, too. All right. And, and um, in, your, in your personal opinion, uh, for somebody like me who hasn't really worked out, what would be the ideal weight to start with? If you haven't started before, for most guys, I, I would start them at, at 15. You're always better off going too easy than going too hard. I think a lot of times when people go into the into the gym and if they've been sedentary for a long time, they feel like they want to go in and that they can go balls to the wall. And what ends up happening is that they get frustrated because either they get hurt or they feel like the weight's too much, they're not getting any progress, they don't feel like they're getting a full workout in or they feel like they're missing some component. And that's because they progress too fast. So no matter what it is, you have to start off on the easier side and just get through it. That feeling of success and of and of completing an actual workout is more important than pushing yourself to the limit every single time. Just get used to it. Get into the routine. And you should definitely be leaving the gym feeling stronger than when you went in. Okay. You know, sometimes All people right. go to classes and they, they get crushed and they come out feeling, you know, you know, feeling like they they feel exhilarated, but on the other on the other side, if somebody hasn't done it in a long time, they need to stay fresh when they train. Okay, so now my my a day in my life is me getting up anywhere between six and seven in the morning. Uh, I do some work at the desk, and and then I head over to work. I do eight hours at work, and then I come back home, and I'm at the desk again. Now, if I was going to make time to to work out at the gym, would you suggest the morning or the evening? As a, well, what would be the better option? The better option is the one that you fits in your schedule the best. I mean, I, when it comes to a busy professional, you have to m- make that part of your schedule. You need to – I think one of the main things is that, like I said, it's not – you have to make it a priority, but you also have to put it in, into your schedule like any other appointment. You know, if you haven't like, – you know, I know you're great with your appointments. You know, you're, you're on, on point with everything. And if you have an appointment in your calendar, you're going to make it. And I think you have to do that with your with your schedule and your exercise and just make that an appointment that you can't miss. This is an appointment for your life. This is probably the most important appointment of your day. You know, so if once you start thinking about it that way, you're going to be more likely to go. So if it's in the morning that you can get in a half hour or in the afternoon, as long as it's in your schedule book, it's fine with me. But but on a physical level, is it any different? Is it better to work a whole day and then go into the gym and just be really tired or – I mean, I know I personally, when I used to work out regularly when I was a lot younger, I, I worked out in the morning and I just felt awesome all throughout the day. Yeah, like was, yeah. And you know, it, it varies from person to person. So if you, you, you know more or less when you have the most energy, and that's ideally when you want to go. Some people are just so beat at the end of the day that it's mentally it's, it's tough for them to drag themselves to the gym. I would, I would I suggest people try to do it, get it done with earlier in the day so that way – you know, like you said, they feel exhilarated throughout the day. They feel like, you know, they, they get it over with early and they're free to go. Okay. You know, so it's more of a mental thing that's more important. 
And I just want to say hi to everybody in the chat room. Um, for those people who are coming in um, who are not part of Block Talk Radio's community, uh, you come up as guest and a number. Um, if you want to actually interact, if you happen to like the show or if you listen to some of our archives and you think that you will, uh, will be interested in future shows, I suggest you just log on to blogtalkradio.com, create a profile. That way we can engage with you directly. you also get reminders when our shows are on. I will remind everybody that for some reason if you missed part of the show or you think you're going to miss that towards the end of the show, uh, these are post automatically to iTunes immediately after the show, uh, and they're available for replay both on Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes. Um, and it's a free download, so just you know, if you ever want to like you know take a listen uh, while you're on your commute or whatever, you have the capability of doing that with the Radio Kapiku show. Um, and also, we have a phone number to call in. Um, the number is six four six seven one six seven seven four five. I know towards the end of the show, we're going to talk about uh, simple things you could do to to make your uh, to make yourself more active throughout the day. Um, so, so Joey. When, 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 like, okay, so, again, we, we talked about me possibly working out in the morning, which is, for me, the best time, I feel, um, and, and doing uh, some of the exercises that you talked about. What about cardio? How important cardio is cardio? Should that, should that really be the first thing I do before I even get started on any weights or any other kind of exercise, or should I leave it for the end? Somebody, somebody like you that's starting off, I definitely would suggest. I suggest to do that at the end because you need that the exercise itself is going to boost your metabolism far more than the cardio will. So you need to save all. You need to put in as much energy as you can into your training and really focus on the exercise portion. And that way, you whatever you have left over, you can put into the cardio. That's the best way to go about it. And I've seen the most results by doing it that way. And, you know, when you're starting your cardio, I keep it, you know, with my, with my clients, I do some things that are unconventional. I like to give them, you know, something like even walking up and down the stairs for 10 minutes or a, a, like a short body weight circuit like I gave you. Like the circuit I mentioned before will count as a cardio also. But even just going on a treadmill for like two miles and see how long you go or uh, how fast you can finish it, that's a great way to start your cardio off also. Okay. So in terms of tr of training, when somebody is looking for somebody like you to to help them, uh, to to get started, um, talk to me a little bit about how that happens and and what a session with you would look like. Typically, yeah, typically I get I get I get referrals from uh, from other clients and friends and people that see the results, and they come in and um, a typical session we start off with a with a dynamic warm up, which means that it's a warm up that involves a lot of movement. Sometimes people are most people are used to doing maybe like five minutes on the treadmill or they go on the elliptical for like ten minutes and they consider that a warm-up. My warm-ups are more movement-based where we're going to start moving from the beginning. Because I try to cram a lot into the half hour, I want to make sure that you get the most effect out of it. So I try to get a, take care of a lot of flexibility in the beginning, a lot of mobility, especially if you have an office job. We try to take care of any issues that come about from that. You know, when you sit, have to sit at a computer all day, how do we stretch the body out the right way? to get ready for your session. After that, we go into a strength portion that consists usually of about five to six exercises, and uh, and we go over a lot of technique and detail. And every day, you just try to get better at those exercises, plain and simple. And at the end of that, we do some conditioning work, which means that it's a more of an intense cardio, using body weight or using other implements to really ramp up that metabolism. And then after that, then they can go do the other half hour of regular uh, lower intensity cardio on their own. Okay. So now, have you ever dealt with anybody in my situation that is suffering from either hypertension or diabetes or any other types of ailments that have been able to have some really good success with you? Yes, yes, yes. Quite frequently, I get I get clients that start with a lot of those symptoms. And um, I've had plenty of clients actually start with me, and and after a while, I actually get they get off their medications if they're on medications, um, and and they their lifestyles feel better once they start getting into a routine. That's awesome, man. So that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at right right now. Uh, what's happening with me is again, I brought my diabetes under control. Uh, my doctor's looking at you know, uh, I guess he wants to see at least three to six more months of the same. Uh, before he could take me off medication, and yeah. and I know I know what it is. I really you know at the end of the day I know what it is. I know it's the exercise. I know that's what I need. Um, 
I haven't been too bad, actually. Over the last three, four weeks, I've been to the gym probably twice or three times a week. Um, I've been doing little things like, you know, like like you said, taking the stairs instead of an escalator. Um, I, I I actually did something. I had a couple of uh, events, of networking events to go to in the city. And what I did was I actually parked across town and actually walked because <laughs> I knew I was going to have to walk back. So I figured, you know, I didn't I didn't get to the gym for over those couple of days. And every time I've gone to the gym over the last three weeks, I've done anywhere between a mile and a half to two miles on a treadmill. That's all I've done is just walking and just trying to get my legs strong and whatnot. Um, so those days that I couldn't uh, I couldn't exercise, I said, you know what, I'm going to park my car further. I'm going to walk across town, walk back. Um, two benefits were I got the exercise I needed, and two I saved a ton of money on parking because I didn't have to park it. I didn't have to park in Times Square, um, <laughs> so that was cool. Um, but I mean, the only thing, the only the only negative was that I was wearing shoes, so my feet were a little hurt at the end of the day. But you know, I, all overall, I felt good about myself because I actually walked, and, and it wasn't that bad actually. It wasn't it that's wasn't a, as bad as I thought it would be. That's a big tip. I use I use that with a lot of people all the time. It, that works like a charm. Because you pick up, you get a little, a good amount of extra calorie burn just from doing little extra activities like that. You know, like I, I try to walk to the store whenever I can instead of driving like two blocks. You know, and a lot of people don't take that into consideration. People don't realize how much they actually sit throughout the day and that they need to go out for a walk. Yeah, and I just read, I actually just read recently that actually they've determined that sitting will actually shorten your lifespan. So yeah. that scared the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> True, man. I know. I've, I've heard that. I heard that. I heard that before. And what happens is that the human body it's built for it's built for action. Like it's built to run. It's built to jump. It's built to play. If you leave, you know, you see kids out in recess, they're just playing it, playing and running all over the place. And as we become adults, we we lose that ability because we're we're sitting so much. We lose that that feeling of needing some action. And that's where the that's where the time for the gym comes in. That's the time in your life to go out and get some get your muscles moving, do something, you know. Even if even if you don't go to a gym but you play something like softball with friends or basketball or anything like that, it'd be great. Yeah, I would actually like to I would like to be back in the situation where I could play paintball again. I was really big on paintball, go out to Pennsylvania quite a bit. Um and now I just you know, no matter level. You know, I I don't dare do it because, you know, I, I don't know if I'm gonna get short of breath and you know, my legs hurt, you know. You know, I just I haven't wanted to do anything like that. Um, even even something like dancing, you know, like you know, I, because I'm in the situation that I'm in, I find myself like avoiding dancing because I don't want to get winded or whatnot. But I mean, again, it's better now that, that I've gone down the, the forty some odd pounds. Uh, but but prior to that, it was just really bad. I, I found I found life just in general just very over. Like, just walking out of the house was like a big chore. You know what I mean? Yes. And I tell you, it's it, it, it's horrible feeling. It's a horrible, horrible feeling to feel like you just don't want to like walk, like you just don't want to move. You know what I mean? And uh, and that's why I had to do what I did. Um, so uh, for me personally, what I really cut out is I cut out a lot of well, I cut out all sodas, um, any sugary sodas. Um, even though every now and then I cheat with a diet, um, but uh, cut out the sodas. I guess I guess I've done everything right as far as food is concerned. I'm eating more meals a day, smaller portions. I'm doing everything right. The only thing that I can't avoid is every time I go to freaking Brooklyn to do Capicu, I end up in the Evil Olive Pizza Bar and I eat a bunch of slices of pizza. That's Uh-oh. like my that, that, that's the pizza is my freaking week. Pizza and pasta are my weaknesses. The pasta I've been able to do really good with. I haven't had pasta in, in weeks. But yeah. but the pizza but the pizza is a problem. Where, you know I keep telling you, <laughs> I keep telling Jason every time I go over to the Evil Olive, like I can't do this, man. He just looks at me like you know you want it. <laughs> He's a bad influence, bro. <laughs> Funny, but um, but yeah, that that's really what it is. Um, I'm doing a lot more water. Um, and you know what's funny, uh, and and again, this is not really what what you're what you're talking about here today. But one of the things that's been really interesting is that I guess there's been so many advancements in food with different types of uh, foods and, and different types of flavorings and everything, that you can pretty much exist with diabetes and do what you think is healthier that won't actually spike your blood sugar level, but it's probably doing a ton of other damage to your body. Yeah. So, so for example, you know, the diet soda, uh, the, the the crystal light. I'm looking at a box of crystal light that I bought the other day here now, and then I read something in the, in, in the magazine that just completely, like, you know, turned my stomach about the type of stuff that's in it. So it's like, you know, it's it's hard. Like, you know, like they make it so easy for you to think that you're living healthier, eating healthier, but in reality you're really not. 
No, so, not. I mean, yeah, you need to, people really need to see that. They, like they get these flavors in water because people feel like they need it because of the sugar that they're eating. Sugar is, is and the, on the palate is very aggressive as a flavor. Like you know when you eat like a, if you eat like a candy or something like that, and then you go to eat dinner right after, how it doesn't taste right. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about? So that that's how powerful sugar is. So you think you really think you need it when you really don't. It's just it's like a trick on the mind that it plays. So those artificial sweeteners, your body's thinking it's getting sugar when it's not getting anything. So you're spiking all these hormones. There's a bunch of stuff going on on the inside, and it's not doing anything to your body. It's like it has a, it will have a really bad effect in the long term. Even the fake sugars too. It's it's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it, that that's that's really what I guess that's I guess my next challenge is to try to get off of that stuff as well. Because there's still a couple of things that yeah, just the you know the flavor. Like you know, I like lemonade. And I can't have lemonade because it's too sweet. So, like, for me, you know, you know getting a crystal light. One of the strategies that I've done with people was I had them go to, to, to leaning towards more organic type of foods. And um, so so everything that you would do would just be more organic. So what you would do is you take you take water, squeeze an organic lemon in it, and use a raw honey and make your own lemonade. You can make a big picture of that, and you could drink that. You know, you could drink all of that you want, and your body will thank you for that instead of di- drinking like the country time lemonade. Yeah, but you know what? The only thing, and I and I've done that. I've I've actually gone to um to like Whole Foods and I looked at some of but it, the organic thing. Just in ter- in terms of eating healthy, I guess at the end of the day, what happens with eating healthy with me personally is it's too expensive. Mm. And, and and the thing is that you know it it was expensive, obviously eating fast food all the time. But then when I actually try to, you know, obviously eating more meals, smaller meals, and then trying to eat the right food, dude, I went, to, I, I walked out with two bags out of Whole Foods the other day, and I had $119 in those two bags. Yeah. And when I touched it, I, and I went through that food in two days. So, you know, I went from spending $20 a day to eat unhealthy stuff, but be, you know, consider myself satisfied uh, enough to eat throughout the day, to go spending thirty to forty dollars a day to try to eat healthy, and, and you know that's why I think I can't keep up with it because it's just that hard and that expensive to, to be able to do that. I think I think I think at first look it, it seems expensive, but going to the doctor is expensive too. Absolutely, you know what no, I, mean? I, like, I definitely get that. Like, I, and I've told plenty of clients that I'm like, you're gonna pay for it somehow. Like, either you're gonna pay for it by getting yourself healthy and putting investing the money into you, your health by eating right. Or, or the doctor's going to get it out of you later on when you get older. So, you know, you're better off putting the money into the food. Now, it's an investment. I mean, it is an investment. But it's it's worth it for your health and your longevity and your vitality. You know, you want to feel energetic. You know, you want you don't want to be in the same medical situations. You want to improve your life. And the way to do that is by putting in better quality food. Some things about organic food, though, the prices vary widely between stores. And if you compare most of the time, it's really only a difference of uh, on certain items. It's really only a difference of maybe like a quarter, you know, like twenty-five cents a pound is difference or something, but nothing crazy. The other thing you can also do is uh, look at the organic. Um, I believe it's the Dirty Dozen list, and that's the list of foods that you should be buying organic. When you start eating organic foods, the nutrients are so much more abundant that you will start to see changes in your body real fast. So, what, what is that called? The Dirty Dozen. Explain that a little bit more. It's called the Dirty Dozen, and then there's the Clean 15. The Dirty Dozen is a list that's got, I think it's like spinach and apples are on there. And there's some other uh, vegetables that you should buy organic because those vegetables and fruits have the highest amount of pesticides on them. And then the Clean 15 are things like bananas or or I think avocados are on there, things that really aren't as affected by the pesticides. I got you. Okay. (laughs) Whole Foods, Whole Foods is, is kind of pricey. I actually found that one of the best ways to get organic food at a good price is go to a local farmer's market. I know there's one in Baldwin that's a year-round. And there you get you actually get to talk to the guys that grow your food. And that's that's a conversation in itself that will, you know, they'll say things to you about the plants that you, you that will blow your mind. And then you start thinking about, oh, shoot, I should be eating like this more often. It's worth it to take a trip out there. Now, now um, I have a lot of friends that do nutrition. Uh, and, you know, nutritionists and people like you that are physical trainers. And, you know, a lot of them have said, hey, you know, come to me. I'll, I'll help you out and this and the other thing. But one of the first steps, I think one of the first steps that they always take with me for some reason is they try to show me these. Um, there's a couple of movies on Netflix that everybody talks about, uh, Fat, Sick, and, De- and Nearly Dead. I think one of them is called. Um, there's a couple of, of, of documentaries about food and, and GMOs. Um 
do you have any dialogue with that with your clients in, in terms of like the, these movies? Do you talk about a lot about food and GMOs? I do talk a lot about food with them. I mean, I have to. I got to. I got to get results out of people. I mean, that's how I make my living is by making sure people get those results. So we go into food a lot. Um, the GMO issue is uh, it's a bit it's a big one, and we have to be really careful. And and that whole thing started with the wheat. And people thinking that wheat was uh, really healthy for them when now we're finding out that it's a genetically modified wheat that you're eating most of the time that's really having a, more of a negative effect on your body. Really? Which so movies are that? No, I didn't. I didn't watch any of them because I'm afraid to. <laughs> you're like that's going to change your mind. They're worth well, watching. No, actually, Food Matters the other day. That was really good. Food, you know, you know what it is. It, it's not so much. It's not so much about. I mean, I know some of this stuff because I read a lot. You know, so I, I I've read a lot of this stuff, and I and I kind of get where people are going with it. But then on the other, there's two things. One, I don't want to see it, and I don't want to. I don't want to see it from a mental perspective because of how I feel right now. Because I just feel like it will put me in a worse place mentally. And I'm being really honest with you. Yeah. You know, that, that's one reason why I don't want to see it, because I don't want to see myself on screen. You know, and I'm not sure if, if what's happening on screen is, is actually re- reflective of me, but if somebody's telling me to watch it, it makes me think that they see something of me inside the person that they're that they're telling me to go watch on TV. Or on the, and so that's, that's, the one, that's the one problem. The second problem is that, again, it's something like it's such a widespread issue that I don't know if it's really something that you know. Obviously, the show, the, the the movie is actually addressing something really important that's so widespread that it's almost impossible not to be able to get around. So then I'm gonna now now I see myself putting myself in a situation where I see myself on TV. Now I'm depressed. I'm not working out as it is as much as I should. You know, I'm not getting getting the results I want. And now you're telling me that everything that I could possibly eat is still going to be bad for me no matter what. And it's just like it feels helpless. It's like a vicious circle of helplessness. You have to start, yeah, you got to start really changing the way you think about food. Food is what got you to your situation in the first place. So now how do we start changing the way you're thinking and your mindset of the food? First of all, I think there's a lot of, of clutter out there in terms of what the information that you're getting from nutrition. Like you, you hear about this diet, you hear about that diet, this nutritionist says one thing, this trainer says another thing, there's this book, there's this movie, there's so much out there. And you see, and then there's all the Facebook posts and Twitter pictures, and it's just so much, and you're flooded with all these things that are good and bad. In reality, I like to take a very, very simple approach, and, and I put it the simplest to all my clients all the time, eat protein, eat vegetables, drink water, and you will be fine. Trust me. The, 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 uh, the, the daily required amount of, of vegetable servings is about well, five or six cups a day. Most people are only getting one or two. or Some people are just counting the pickles on their hamburger as their vegetable intake for the day. Five or six cups a day. If you actually were to actually take a measuring cup and see if you're getting that, that will really start to – show you where the problem is with the food. Okay. So if you, yeah, I've had some of my clients just actually start taking a measuring cup and just measure every time they eat, make sure they have like one cup of vegetables with every meal. And that's wow. a good strategy that works really well. Okay. So now, now, pro, now proteins, what kind of proteins do you recommend uh, generally? And and are protein shakes like um, Medifast and, and, and some of these other shakes that are out there really – do they really do the job? Some shakes, some shakes, shakes are great. The protein shakes are, are awesome. As far as protein sources, I I suggest everything. I mean, you know, I, I love I love meat. So I um I actually just uh, came off of an alkaline cleanse that I was doing where I was pretty much eating vegan for a month to let my body detox. I haven't had I didn't have meat all month. I was dying. I actually just had some today. It was delicious, <laughs> and I couldn't I couldn't wait. I just I just tore right into it. But it's just a big piece of chicken. And, you know, I just recommend that people just get good quality foods. They stick to pretty much chicken, lean cuts of steak, fish, um, you know, shrimp is fine, a bunch of other stuff. Um, the shakes, however, I, may, I recommend that people get a really good quality shake and make sure that the, the protein source is an organic source just because it's going to assimilate in the body better and you'll get a better result a lot faster. Is there a particular brand that you would recommend? I've been using the BioTrust lately. They're, they have one of the top quality brands, uh, top quality proteins on the market 
right now that I've seen, and it's like I've seen. I've been through a lot of them, and some of them they've been working on experimenting with the test and um, with the taste. And this one has like the best out of all of them that I've had so far. Okay. And, and uh, how? And, and like for example, in my case, you know, and I'm telling you exactly. I, I'm right now. I'm using the Medifast, um, the Medifast uh, protein shakes. Okay. And I found two flavors that I like. And what I've been trying to do over the last, I would say, two weeks is um, I can't. I, there's no physical way with my busy schedule I could do six meals a day. So what I've been doing is I've been doing three meals a day, and then in between I've been doing the shakes. That's, is that that's, too much? Is that too much protein, or is that you know? That might be. I mean, it depends on the vegetable intake. That's why. That's one thing. That's why you have to monitor it. But I think that you don't necessarily need the two shakes a day. People. What's funny is that there was a study that came out not too long ago that that compared people eating six meals a day to eating three bigger meals a day. And as long as you're getting in the right amount of calories, it, it, the study found it really doesn't matter. You're getting in, okay. you're, either you get in 2,000 calories through six meals or 2,000 calories through two, through three or four meals. It's, it, the, your body thinks of it the same way. Yeah, my my uh my before all this, I uh, I would probably get 2,000 to 3,000 calories in about one meal. <laughs> so, and and you know what? It it or real talk, it's not that hard to do. It's not that hard to do. I was in Applebee's yesterday. I was in Applebee's yesterday with my brother Alex, my frat brother. And we had a meeting at St. John's University. I went over to have uh we went to Fresh Meadows and we went to Applebee's and I said to myself, I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to Applebee's but he really wanted to go and I really needed to have a conversation with him. So we went. I, I ended up getting one of the five fifty and less uh, uh meals, so I, I was kind of uh, you know conscious of what I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish in this meal. <laughs> and it was more about the business than it was about eating, but I did have to eat. But one of the things that, you know, I looked across, like I saw, uh, what was it, three small cheeseburgers, the three the sliders? Yeah. Three small, the three small cheeseburgers with French fries at Applebee's is 1,700 calories. Wow. 1,700 calories. Three small little White Castle-sized burgers. And French yeah, fries. Yeah. And you and I both know that, I mean, it's easy to, to eat. I could eat six burgers, of, you know, sin pensarlo, you know, just, you know. <laughs> so, that that you know, so I, I was very conscious. So I'm glad I went in there with the right attitude and I didn't let myself. I, everything looked good to me and I wanted to eat it, almost everything on the menu. But, but I don't I don't know what it's, if it's how they prepare the food or whatever, but uh, everything that was on the, their menu besides the, the menu that I chose from, was like twelve hundred, fifteen hundred, seventeen hundred. I even saw one thing that was like twenty four hundred calories, a bowl of pasta. Yeah, eating out is like the worst. Like you're better off just bringing your lunch as often as you can. And every time you have to eat out, you're gonna you're gonna be more likely to eat something like that. It's crazy out there. I mean, I I I've been on a I was on a strict diet, like I said, the last four weeks, and um and I went out to eat. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I just ordered a plate of vegetables, pretty much, and uh, that was it. But, but people have to just make that conscious decision like you did. Just be conscious and know that when you go in there, you got to start telling yourself before you walk in the door what you're going to order. And I just tell my clients to say chicken and vegetables like 100 times before you walk in. So that way when the person, when the waiter asks you what are you going to eat, you just say chicken and veggies. Don't even think about it. Wow. Okay. And, um, yeah, don't even think about it. Make, it. make it easy on you. Strategy is always going to trump your willpower. So if you have an issue with, like, let's say just, you know, like you said with the pizza or something like that, where you always crave it, then you need a strategy to trump that. And I think something like even carrying an apple with you and you have that as a snack before you get to that place in Brooklyn, and something like that will help you out. You know, because that way you won't be really less likely to. <laughs> it sounds good, but I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds uh, good, but, if, you know, that's one of the choices that you have to make. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. Um what was I going to just ask you? I was, oh, no, I, actually, I have a young lady here, Miguelina, and, uh, you know, I, we have a couple of shy people, and this is Miguelina from somewhere else in the universe. Uh, <laughs> she's like, don't say where I'm from. Um, she wants to know, she says she has the, the infamous, uh, I just had a baby, Chichos, mm-hmm. and she wants to know what kind of exercises can she do to really, like, flatten out. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with me. Like, you know, I had to really... Uh, big midsection, like you know, what what really works for burning that kind of belly fat? What works for burning that kind of belly fat? You need to get up some intensity. On well, first of all, the exercises I would choose. One of them would be like I love to hit that lying leg raise when you're flat on your back on the floor, bend the knees slightly, and you kind of curl them up. Because a lot of times people try to do a lot of crunches, 
for an ab exercises, but those really don't work so well. If you have a job where you sit all day, you don't really want to make that your main exercise. So what I, I suggest is a combination of a core strengthening move or an isometric move called a plank that you're just holding like you're going to do a push-up, so you keep your toes and hands on the floor. You're just going to hold that, that position. You're going to essentially turn your body into a bridge. And just hold it for like maybe 10 to 25 seconds. After that, take a short break and then lay flat on your back and give me get a few leg raises up and down with the bent knees and just raise the feet off the floor as high as you can and back down. Get about 10 to 12 of those. And those two exercises actually make a great combination. Okay. All right. And uh... well, I was saying about the cardio aspect also was that about increasing the intensity is that people, no matter what level you are, you have to make your cardio progressive. And I think that's a, that's a huge mistake that a lot of people that go to the gym to work out don't do. Every time they go to the gym, they, let's say you're on the treadmill or elliptical for like an hour, you're going the same, let's say it's like three or four miles. And every time you come into the gym, you're still doing that same distance. What I'm talking about is you see how far you go. So let's say you give yourself 30 minutes and see how far you go on the treadmill. And then you look at the distance, and let's say you made two miles in 30 minutes. Next time you come in, do that faster. Do it in 29 minutes. Okay. And every time you come back in, try to make it a little bit harder each time. And before you know it, the results will come. Yeah, I've been I've been doing uh – I have <laughs> it's a little routine. I don't know if it works or not, but I've been I've been doing uh, something where uh, I have the same playlist for yeah. every week. Like you know, I change the playlist every week, but I have a couple of high energy songs, like two or three songs in. And for that high energy song, I try to run. I you know I go I put it up to four miles an hour uh, mm-hmm. on the treadmill during that time, and I run for as you know for as long as I can hold it. Probably like anywhere between thirty seconds and a minute and a half. And then I, you know, then I bring it back down and I start walking again. So I try to like, you know, I try to switch it up a little bit. But I've been doing that too. I've been doing the same, the same distance. I haven't really, other than 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 doing those spurts of uh of running, I really haven't done too much of uh, I haven't challenged myself too much on the treadmill to be honest with you. Yeah, that's actually a, a great way to go about it, and it's it's pretty safe too. You know, you stick stick to about thirty seconds or so. And if you did that, I, I swear to you, if you did that about five to six times over the span of what forty-five minutes or so, you would you would see some changes. So, so now my question is: that's the reason why I don't run as much. There's two reasons why I haven't run as much on the treadmill, and one of them was my knees. You know, just because yeah. obviously I'm a heavier guy, so I've always been nervous about possibly you know hurting myself uh, in the knee area. Uh, and then the second reason is the heart rate. Uh, what is a healthy heart rate to have when you're jogging? At my size, usually you want to stay around 65% of your maximum heart rate, and that varies depending on the person. For most guys, typically that would that heart rate would fall somewhere between 135 to 145 or so. I mean, nothing. I mean, nothing. Nothing's going to happen if you go higher than that. But essentially, when you first start, you want to stay in that lower zone. Okay. All right. And that's just a safe that's zone, good. just to really build up some aerobic capacity. Cool. And uh, what is the question here? The question here is somebody's asking. Um, they don't want to be mentioned. This is a very shy show, you know that, right? Because I'm the one being vulnerable here, and I come on the air and I put out all my uh, <laughs> my dirty laundry, but nobody else wants to. Um, but this person, this person's asking uh, about some of these fad, uh, I guess, Beachbody uh, programs like uh, PX90 and. And all that, and they want to know how effective and how realistic it is that that some a normal person could really get extreme results like they see on TV. That's a great that's a great question, you know. And I think and I it's funny because I've seen people do some crazy programs, and I look at the program like that will never work. But I've seen some people that are so dedicated to doing that one lousy program that they get results. And I see people do really great programs with half effort, and they don't get any results. So P90X and Insanity and all those other home workouts, they're great. They'll work as long as you're able to put in the work and the effort. One of my That's one of the best things about it is, is that they, they are good. They will push you, and uh, they have some great benefit in terms of motivating people to, to exercise and move and get them at home and, and do it at home, and it made it fun at home, and it got people excited. 
and it actually created a culture where people talk about talk to other people that do P90X and stuff like that. Um, on the other side, however, some people do need some coaching on on their exercises. Some of the exercises and they're a little too advanced for some people to be doing, and uh, some people really shouldn't be like jumping around like that on one leg and trying to do a push up right away after that. There's a lot of the level of progression involved. But if you're generally in shape and you know your body, it's fine. Yeah, it, it seems to me like I would hurt myself. <laughs> I'm keeping it real. And just for the record, I got the free downloads of all those programs, but yeah, I'm not trying it. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I don't. I don't recommend it for beginners, though. I don't. I don't want somebody that you know that hasn't done, worked out in years to just train on that. Absolutely. So um, I know we had a, a quick list of um, of things that we could do. Uh, hold on, we just got to hear of things that you could do. Uh, with a busy schedule, so that's that's kind of the you know that was the kind of takeaway that we wanted to make sure that everybody got because um, we talked a lot about obviously my personal health stuff, but I know it's stuff that's relevant to a lot of people I know. Um, so we have a list of five things that you could do to be more active, to be healthier, even when you're busy. So do you want to run through the list, or do you want me to? You know, how do you want to work it? I'll run through it. Okay, cool. So the five ways, the top five ways that you have to be to, to help keep yourself active on a busy schedule. Number one, you're going to try to create an active commute. So if you live close to your job, try to ride a bike tour, for example. If you take a bus, try to walk an extra block or, you know, or get, a bus, get off a bus stop sooner so you could walk to work. Anything to extend the time, take, take the stairs instead of the escalator, anything like that will help. Try to be as active as possible. Another one, uh, number two, set your alarm early. I think a lot of times busy professionals, like it goes back to what I said about making your training a priority. If you set your alarm early, make it time for yourself to, to, to train. You get in, you get it done early, and then you can start on your work day and not have to worry about it again. Lunch breaks, for number three, you can sneak in a, a workout during your lunch break. You could run a quick routine in 30 minutes, and you'll be in and out in no time. Lunch breaks are great. I think also some people try to work through their lunch break. That's that's your you time. That should be your schedule time to kind of deload from a busy, stressful day. So even if you ate your food and then went for a short walk for like 10 minutes, that would go a long way over time. Number four, there's certain things you can do at work. If you have doing things like switching your office chair to a stability ball to sit on for maybe like an hour or so a day, That'll help keep the core muscles strong. You can do things like take a, a lacrosse ball or a tennis ball and roll over your feet to give you some, to give you like a like a foot massage. So that way you you loosen up a lot of tension. People carry a lot of tension in their feet, so something like that will help loosen it up. And there's certain rubber band exercises that you can do. Like I like rubber band pull aparts for my clients, and I have them try. I try to have them do that throughout the day. That's something simple that you can do at work. The number five way that you can uh, keep yourself active is to make sure you make it. Make it a date. Make it make it an appointment in your schedule. Make sure that you can that you schedule it in and make it important. Make it a priority. Don't miss it. Like just like you wouldn't miss any other appointment. And like I said before, this is an appointment for your life. This is an appointment for your happiness. This is an appointment for your health. So make sure that you get it in and make sure that you get it done. And those are the top five ways to stay active. Okay. Do um do you recommend any uh, – somebody else is asking me. Do you re- recommend any really good apps in terms of, uh, like, I guess, uh, fitness uh, advice and things of that nature? Yeah, there's a bunch, there's a bunch of different apps out there. Um, I, like the, I like the apps more for the, for the food. So, like, my, I know my fitness pal is good to log. Logging your workouts are very important, knowing what you've done before and compare. So my fitness pal is one that I suggest to my clients. Uh, food education is another one that that goes into the different foods and it like shows you, um, you know, what's good about them, what's bad. Those are the main two that I use. Okay. It just seems to me like it's it's it, it's not just me. It's, it's people that I talk to. Everybody wants that like one thing that's gonna they think it's gonna take them over. But I think that what I've learned over the last couple of months, especially that, you know, it's not just one thing. It's just it's a lot of little things. It's it's really a lot of little things and, and just being consistent, like anything. You know, you're going to be successful if you're consistent. Consistency. Um, I'm sorry, what was that? Consistency is key. That's important. Yeah. 
You know, if you start and eating I, I, a, like a healthier breakfast every day, you got to eat that healthy breakfast every day. So I know I've known people that went from eating frosted flakes to eating, you know, two eggs and uh, a two egg omelet in the morning with vegetables in it, and, and their lives changed. You know, and that's just from putting in better quality food. But the key is to be consistent. If you're not consistent, you're not going to get anywhere. And that's true with anything yeah. in life. Absolutely. Well, I definitely want to thank you for for coming out here today. I know a lot of people are shy, and, and you know, it's tough for people to have this conversation. I know it's tough for me to have the conversation. Um, but one of the things that I said that when I walked out of the hospital room out of uh, South Nassau, one of the things that I said was that I was going to do as much as I can, not only to help myself, but to document my journey so that I could help other people as well. Um, so, you know, I hope that you appreciate um, as an audience my, my vulnerability and me sharing some of my personal health stuff with you. Uh, in the interest that hopefully you'll take notice of what similarities you have in your life so that you can make the changes you need to make as well. Um, I don't want to leave without um, sincerely thanking Joey for, for being here today. Uh, Joey, I would like you to give people your information and, and let us know some of the things that you have coming up so that they could uh, support you and, and obviously you could help them in, on their journey if, if they so choose. Oh, thanks so much. You know, and I, I really appreciate you and I'm really coming out and saying all oh, all that and being honest, that's a hard thing to do, and it's going to help so many other people. Um, and, you know, you're well on your way to, to, to being better. You know, and I'm happy to be here to help you. You know that. Um, so to reach to reach out to me, you can always find my blog over at joeysgymclass.com. That's J-O-E-Y-S-G-Y-M-C-L-A-S-S. And that you can find me on Facebook, too, Joey, facebook.com backslash joeysgymclass. And you can email me at joeysgymclass at gmail.com. So I do a bunch of different events around. I have uh, classes that I, small group training classes that I run outdoors. So definitely email me if you're interested. And I do, I'm a master trainer over at Synergy Fitness in Franklin Square. So you can find me there as well. I have a grocery store tour coming up in, in April, uh, April 15th, I believe the date is. And that's going to be uh, really cool. I take everybody through the grocery store to show them, give them some recipes, some good food ideas. So that's coming up real soon. Um, so that'd be great. If you can even make it, George, that'd be great to have you there. Oh, I would love to come, actually. I have this new thing that I'm doing with some of the uh, events that I've been invited to uh, in, the, in the interest of uh, sharing some of my uh, my journey, not just uh, with my health, but culturally. I have a Luxie camera that I carry around with me now. Oh, that's cool. So so what I've been doing is uh, some of the events that I've been attending, I've been letting some of the people, well, I will be letting some of the people see things through my eyes in that sense. So, you know, they kind of come along for the ride. So it's kind of like a, my own little personal reality show in that sense. Oh, but I'm not on camera. I'm not on camera. You're seeing things from my perspective instead. So it's a pretty cool concept. <laughs> so I would love to I would love to come down and you definitely get give me that information as soon as possible so I could schedule it. Um so I can schedule it in. I definitely would like to do that. I will. I'll shoot that right over to you. Cool. Um, yes, man, really appreciate and, then, and, and then I know uh, you said you do personal one-on-one training. Yes. Uh, from Monday to Saturday uh, at Synergy Fitness in Franklin Square. That's 999 Hempstead Turnpike in Franklin Square, Long Island. You have group training classes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, Uh from 7 to 8 on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Saturdays at 10 a.m. at the Body uh, King Studio in Jericho Turnpike, and that's Floral Park, New York. And, again, if you want to contact Joey directly for more information or just to find out maybe if, he, you know, if you're not too close to Joey but you want somebody, Joey has a great network of other physical trainers that work throughout New York City and, and, and outside of New York as well. Uh, you can reach Joey at 917-517-6616, and his email address is joeysgymclass at gmail.com. And the website, again, joeysgymclass.com. Um, pretty cool, man. I really do appreciate you, Joey. Um, we're going to definitely stay in touch. Um, we're going to have a lot more health shows coming up. Uh, I will let you know that um, uh, coming up in uh, towards October, we're going to be having our big ADA, uh, American Diabetes Association, Porto Familia Festival in uh, St. Anne's Park in the Bronx, where we, uh, where we test, we help test over 10,000 people every year uh, for diabetes, and we do other health screenings, and there's uh, cooking demonstrations and things of that nature. Uh, we're in the process of putting together a great program, and I will let you know, and I'm I'm allowed to say this at this point, that uh, we have some major, major salseros, uh 
going to be attending this event this year. So this is going to be a very big event uh, from the perspective of, you know, we've had some grassroots support from some singers and local celebrities, but this year, Gilberto Santa Rosa is going to be there for the second time, and he's oh, wow. going to be there in a, in a bigger way. And then we have some other salseros who you know really well <laughs> that are going to be uh, uh, in attendance as well. So this this event, I, I think that um, uh, the you know my my uh, my committee at the American Diabetes Association is very serious, and and we have a lot of people in the media there, so we're all pulling strings and calling in favors to make sure that we have the best. American Diabetes Association Porto Familia Day that we've ever had uh, in the past. You know, so uh, stay tuned for more on that. We also have um, uh, we have an alert day coming up. So for all you people interested in that information, you can go to www.stopdiabetes.com, which is the American Diabetes Association. The committee that I'm on personally is the um, Porto Familia Latino Initiatives Committee. I run the social media for them, and I'm also on the marketing committee. And I work logistics the day of. I usually run the stage, uh, the summer stage over there. Uh, but it's an amazing event. Thousands of people come out every single year. I, 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 I know for a fact that we're saving lives every day over there, uh, every time that we do one of those events. And, and we do events like this on a smaller scale throughout the year. But uh, this is the one big event that we do every year that, that really makes an impact on that particular neighborhood that has the highest diabetes incidence in New York uh, and mostly, um, yeah, obviously, African-American and Latino uh, affected. Uh, disproportionately. So, with that said, um, that's pretty much all I got for the day. Do you have anything else, Joey? Any shout outs you want to give? I know you got a lot of people out there. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to uh, to, to, to lot, all the clients that I have out there, and um, definitely a lot. Of, I just put people through a, through a huge diet, um, and everybody was really successful with that. So I'm really proud of them. But you know, definitely shout out to Synergy Fitness for the, they've been there. They've been my home for like the last four years, and uh, they really helped me get on my way, you know, and definitely just thanks to you, man, for, for the interview. It was awesome. Yeah, and, you know, like I said, you're, you're welcome to come back um, if you want to do smaller, like, segments or just advice or, you know, kind of like, uh, I guess, the radio equivalent of a column. Uh, you're welcome to, to share any information that you have. And one thing I have to tell you, if you, if you haven't, you know, uh, if you haven't gone to, to Joey's uh, gym class Facebook page, very motivational. He really uses social media in a, in a big way. He goes out there and he really connects with his people and, and he really motivates them. I read his stuff all the time, uh, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I will make my way over to, to, to participate in some of your activities, but I just need to get a little bit out of the way first in terms of where I am mentally. And, and you know, it's one thing to be here on the microphone and share a little bit. And even though a lot of people know me and, and I'm being a little vulnerable here and everything, but it's a whole different ballpark to be. Uh, working out in, the, in that kind of environment with people that you're that you're building relationships with, and I think I'm not ready for that yet, to be honest with you. Um, but I, I, I'll get there. I'll definitely get there. Well, man, you're going to be successful. You're on your way. You know, I'm proud of you for coming this far with it, and that's a journey, man. And and you know what? You're going to be just fine. Just take it one step at a time. Don't jump too far ahead, and enjoy the process. You know, you have to love it, and and you're going to see your body change as you go through it, and you're going to be a completely different person real soon. All right, well, thank you again, all right? Mi gente, this is George Torres. You're listening to the Copy Cool Show. Uh, we will be back here next Sunday. Um, I have a surprise guest uh, host that's going to be joining me. I, I think you're going to be very interested, especially if you're a long-time listener of the show. You're going to be very interested in seeing who that is or listening to who that is. The, uh, the show next week is um, Are We Sabotaging Our Own Success? We're going to be talking about some of the things that we do mentally as Latinos that sabotage our success when we're trying to get things done in the workplace, in our careers, in our businesses, etc. So I hope you tune in with me. That is next Sunday right here on Radio Capicu, blogtalkradio.com. Follow us at Capicu Culture. Uh, on Twitter and uh, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, everywhere, everywhere. Just anywhere you go, Copy Cool Culture, that's where you go. We also just started a new meetup group, uh, meetup.com slash Copy Cool Culture, where you can hang out with us. Instead of actually coming to our events all the time, we're actually going to support other great Latino cultural uh, events in the community, and we want to come and hang out with you and then and, and kind of connect with you on a different level. So just join uh, meetup.com slash Copy Cool Culture. Thank you, mi gente. Good night, and we'll catch up with you next week. And where is my closing theme? Here we go.
Joey? 